Welcome to the Pantsuit Nation podcast. Pantsuit Nation is an online community of 3.8 million people who have come together to resist the current administration through activism, advocacy, and the power of personal narrative. I'm Libby Chamberlain, and I'm one of the co-founders of Pantsuit Nation. I'm here with Courtney Tunis. Hello. I'm actually not here literally. I'm in Maine. Courtney's in Boston. Uh, start of summer. We're, we're getting going. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been... It's been a week. It's been a few weeks, right? Like there's, <laughs> there's a lot going on. We've been traveling. The news um, continues to be sort of rocking the like limits of, I don't know, tolerance and sanity. Mm-hmm. And um, it's mm-hmm. it's been challenging. And and as always, there's there's some rays of um, beauty and, and sunlight shining through and hope. Um, but there's there's been a lot going on with um, family separation at our borders, detention centers. Muslim ban, um, you know, further infringements on women's reproductive rights, on and on it goes. Yes. It's, um, yeah, yeah. So we're recording this on <laughs> on Wednesday. So we just heard the Supreme Court rulings about um, upholding the Muslim ban and allowing crisis pregnancy centers, aka uh, places that lie to pregnant women, to um, they're allowed to continue to lie, which is really unbelievable and um just like not it's not good for the health of women it's um it's pretty gross um but what we uh what we have on the show today is an interview that we recorded last week with Leah Greenberg who is the co-executive director of Indivisible um and what you'll hear is that we won't talk directly about the Muslim ban ruling because like I said it just happened yesterday and we recorded this last week um, but what you will hear in our conversation with Leah um, is, you know, we'll talk about how Indivisible got started, but we'll also talk about the sort of interconnectedness with this administration's continued attacks on people of color, on immigrant communities. Um, and I think she does a really good job of kind of bringing all of that together um, in a cohesive understanding of what we're up against. Um, so, Lib, let's let's hear um, our conversation with Leah. Sounds good. We are so excited to be joined today by Leah Greenberg, who is the co-executive director of Indivisible, along with Ezra Levin. Leah recently served as policy director for the Tom Perriello for Governor of Virginia campaign, and she previously managed human trafficking grants and programs as the investment manager for Humanity United, served as an advisor to the State Department's Quadrennial Diplomacy and Development Review, and worked on Capitol Hill for Congressman Tom Perriello. As I mentioned, Leah is now the co-ED of Indivisible, um, which is a nationwide movement of thousands of volunteer-led local groups that engage in progressive advocacy and electoral work at the local, state, and national level. Welcome to the Pantsy Nation podcast, Leah. Thank you. It's great to be here. So we are um, so excited to have you, in particular because I think that um, we feel as though we've kind of come up (laughs) together. Um, I think a lot of people (laughs) have heard of Indivisible at this point, but I'm not sure as many people are aware of the origins of what is now, I think, a household name. So can you tell us about how Indivisible got started and and what the Indivisible Guide was? Absolutely. so as, as you mentioned in your introduction, I'm a, I'm a former congressional staffer. Uh, I had since moved on in my career and was working primarily on human trafficking policy and advocacy. Um, immediately after the 2016 election, I was um, stunned and sad and scared and just looking for something effective to do. And um, my husband, Ezra, and I were former congressional staffers. We had seen the rise of the Tea Party when we were on Capitol Hill. We'd seen this very spirited local advocacy 
movement um, of people who had just organized themselves in their communities and put enormous pressure on their congressional representatives and really succeeded in altering the trajectory of the Obama administration. And that was very sad and difficult for us because we were, you know, we were uh, young progressive staffers. We wanted uh, Obama's agenda to succeed. But after the election of Donald Trump, we went back to that period and we thought um, maybe there were some lessons for us from how they'd organized and how they had so effectively, um, you know, shifted politics in their direction. And so mm-hmm. we thought we were seeing this emerging wave of activism around the country. We were seeing people who hadn't previously been politically active looking to get active and figuring out how to do that effectively. And our contribution to that movement could be to write, uh, reverse engineer our own experiences, to write a simple guide to how to get active, how to pressure your members of Congress. Um, what are the tactics that are effective? What are the strategies that are effective? How do you organize locally? Just put all that out on the internet and have it serve as a resource for anyone who is interested. So we wrote that guide um, over the Thanksgiving break in 2016. We put it on the internet in um, the second week of December. We thought that you know our, our friends would read it and they would take it home with them for their Christmas breaks and maybe their families would ask them what to do and they'd give it to them. And you know in six months, somebody would email us and they'd say, I used your guide and we would be super excited. And that was really all <laughs> we expected would come of it. Um, and then, you know, we put it on, we put it online and, uh, within a couple of hours we were, uh, we realized that was not what was happening. We were completely swamped by emails from people all over the country who had been organizing in their own communities, who were looking for ways to take action, um, who were inspired by the guide and who were going to be forming local groups to do it. Um, and we realized we'd sort of just tapped into this incredible energy all over the country of people who, you know, had realized that they needed to stand up in their communities and and do something to stop what was coming. Yes, that's a that's a moment that we remember well in Pansy Nation because uh, <laughs> there all of a sudden were thousands of people posting your guide, and I think it probably happened that same day. It was that fast, and I think that we were sort of. Um, you know, watching that that happen as well, and and proud to kind of um, have had a part in, in spreading the word really quickly through our network of members, and it's just such an inspiring story, um, and and one now that you know less than two years later, as Courtney mentioned uh, as she was introducing you, I mean, Indivisible is sort of the name of of that that people are associating with. Um, with the resistance, with, um, you know, civic activism all over the country. And um, I'd love to just just hear from you, Leah. I mean, it's so, um, you know, having been in in a somewhat similar position with Pantsuit Nation, but obviously really different in a lot of ways, like, what has that been like for you? I'm sure there have been some incredibly (laughs) inspiring moments, but also like your life has just been turned upside down. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll start by saying, um, you know, there's a ton of overlap between our between our uh, folks. Uh, I, I meet people all the time who um, are active Pantsuit Nation uh, members and organizing through Indivisible and, and, you know, just love the overlap and the um, the ways that they all work together. Um, personally, it's been it's been both um, uh, incredibly I, I mean, it's, it's just the honor of my lifetime to have been able to quit my job to support this movement, to start to build out an organization. Um, I was, I spent the first three months of the year trying to, trying to serve as a policy director for a campaign and trying to um, run the evolving volunteer collaborative that we'd built out to try and respond to all this energy. Uh, that, that was 
tough. That did not work out super well. And so uh, eventually <laughs> realized I needed to quit and go go full time at Indivisible. Um, and, you know, we've been running at full speed ever since because the, the scale of the organizing that's happening around the country, the scale of the opportunity, and also the scale of the damage that this administration is doing is, you know, it's so great. And um, you could you could spend every waking moment on it and um, and still have so much more you could do. So uh, it's been it's been pretty, um, you know, it's an enormous honor. And it's also um, it just feels like it's a moment when we all have to rise to this incredible challenge. And, and there's so much that we can do. Um, the funny thing for me personally has been the guide. The guide was co-written with my husband. Um, he's the co-executive director of Indivisible. So uh, running and we've, we've shifted into uh, being a married couple who runs an organization together, which is uh, <laughs> both amazing and also, um, you know, not a lot of work-life balance separation there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I bet there aren't a ton of like self-help books that are like, what to do when you and your husband accidentally start a massive organization. <laughs> nobody nobody has written that book I think at some point we might try <laughs> I will contribute a chapter to that if you would like I'm sure Courtney <laughs> would also have a few things to say yeah mine's like how to yeah. tell your friends you're sorry you haven't talked to them in six months <laughs> yeah yep we have that one we, I will read that uh, chapter <laughs> um so you you talked about just like the the scale of the impact of the uh, the administration and how that's really contributed to the scale of the response. And I know, so this interview, um, we're recording this on June 20th. Um, and this is real, like deep in really beginning to understand what the administration is doing at the border, separating children and from their parents and the, the horrors of this policy um, and the, the no tolerance policy and, and what it looks like. Um, and so that's, I think, one of these, these moments that there's this incredible backlash um, because of just the absolute depravity of what's coming out of the administration. And I know that Indivisible is planning a series of actions to fight against this. So tell us what, um, what's being planned for the July recess. Absolutely. Well, what we're seeing all over the country over the next several weeks is, um, you know, a building, an escalating wave of opposition. And so um, we're going to be building on a, a series of mobilizations next week, or, or rather this week, if you're listening to it um, now. Uh, there's going to be a major mobilization to the border in Texas on the 28th, led by the ACLU. There will be protests all over the country um, on June 30th on that Saturday, including a, a mass mobilization in D.C. Um, and one of the things that we really want to make sure happens over the course of the Fourth of July recess, that's the time when uh, legislators are home in their districts, they're going to Fourth of July parades, they're, um, you know, it's their time to, to meet and hear from constituents. And it's really important that they hear a consistent wave of outrage about this and a consistent demand to know what they're going to do, um, ha expect them to take a strong stance, expect them to uh, oppose damaging anti-immigrant legislation that's been uh, on the horizon um, and basically just make sure that they are being held accountable and um, they can't execute the traditional policy that Republicans have always or a traditional approach that Republicans have had thus far in this administration where they sort of uh, just try not to weigh in, try not to be associated with the most damaging things that the Trump administration is doing. One thing that I think is really important to add in this context is um, we're all we're all deeply horrified by the specific things that they're doing around family separation right now. Um, and, and rightfully so, 
um, you don't get to you don't get to a policy that's this horrible out of nowhere. It's been building on a series of increasingly um, aggressive and dehumanizing and racist policies um, in how they're treating immigrants, uh, both around the country in the ways that they're they're detaining folks um, and deporting folks and the ways that they're treating um, people at the border, not just separated families, but also unaccompanied children who are coming across independently. Um, and so I think it's going to be important for us. They're going to try and obscure the issue here, and they're going to try and claim that they're doing various things that, you know, resolve the issue, like, for example, uh, just detaining whole families as opposed to separating them, keeping them all in jail instead of um, instead of releasing them. Um, it's going to be really important for us to keep uh, an overarching message about uh, the fact that we're really we, we really need to see. Um, we need to understand that the entire uh, infrastructure around immigration in this country is uh, deeply, deeply wrong, deeply uh, against our values. And we need to be willing to push back against the huge, terrible abuses that we're seeing across the board from ICE. It's so important and, and really great context. Um, and I think that's one of the challenges that, that we have when we're mobilizing sort of grassroots folks as Indivisible are and, and Pansy Nation is... Um, to sort of keep that the interplay of, of the immediate crisis um, in the context mm -hmm. of the larger issue and, and sort of um, thinking about how these moments are these, you know, flashpoints when a lot of people are paying attention and we need to take advantage of that to get the message out uh, to a huge number of people that are activated by this while also not losing the thread of kind of the, the greater picture, which um, you just explained really well. So thank you for, um, for offering that context. It's super important. Thank you. Um, so we'll be, we've called for um, nationwide district office visits and um, for folks to show up at campaign events, for folks to show up at um, public events, and, and just hold folks accountable. So uh, bring a teddy bear, bring a, a symbol of childhood, um, and ask them what they're doing on this and what their position is and how they're going uh, to take action. Amazing. And, and we're, um, <clears throat> we're going to be uh, kind of getting the word out to our community uh, about all those actions. And <clears throat> excuse me, we're, we're co-sponsors for the National Day of Action on June 30th. And so um, we've seen tremendous energy around this uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, part of that is yeah. inspiring and, and important. And part of it is, is just heartbreaking and, and really wrenching, you know, for yeah. me personally, as a parent of young children, it's, um, it's painful and it, and it inspires me to act out of yeah. out, outrage. And, and it's, um, I think that a lot of people are feeling that way. And so once again, being able to look to indivisible for these strategic actions, um, is, is such a, it's such a gift. I think that, that, um, yeah. you know, sometimes it's like associated with like, you know, activism and not having kind of an emotional connection or, or it is an emotional connection, but this is like strategic kind of work when you're lobbying your members of Congress. But for me, it's actually a very emotional thing to feel like indivisible mm -hmm. is there as a resource for me to, to do something. And I, I, um, I think that in a different way we do that for Pantsuit Nation members, but to know like when I feel helpless, I can go to indivisible and like find something to do. Um, and so that's, mm -hmm. that's a pretty tremendous gift that you've given to millions of people that, didn't have that, you know, before you existed. Um, and it's, it's really inspiring that what you, what you all have built and, and the way that you're managing it. I just, I think of you often um, and, and the work that you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, it's, it's such a funny thing. Um, we, we talk about sometimes the fact that when, when we wrote the guide, we were, we were in like a pretty dark and cynical place. We kind of thought we were, you know, kicking the doors open on Congress and just sort of 
letting loose with everything we knew about how it worked and um, just trying to, you know, just we, we thought it was kind of a, a, an angry document. And so we were completely blown away. I, and I remember it the first night when we started getting all these emails in from all around the country, we were blown away by um, how the response to the guide wasn't, uh, wasn't that, it was hope. And it was just this overwhelming mm. sense of hope and excitement that there was something meaningful that we could do. Um, you know, and we hadn't, we hadn't set out to tell anyone to have hope. We had set out to tell people <laughs> that they had power. <laughs> and, and we just didn't really make that connection ourselves until until we understood um, what it had started to mean for people. And so, you know, we've we've understood that as our mandate from from day one is um, the relationship between empowering people and um, and restoring that hope and and taking meaning real strategic action that can actually uh, drive us to the world that we want to see. Amazing. So um, something else that's going yeah. on, you know kind of layering over all of this, of course, is the 2018 midterm elections and Indivisible recently announced your 50 state political program, um, which again, for an organization that's like 18 months old or, or less, um, is, is really impressive and exciting. Can you tell our listeners a little bit um, about what's going on with that and how they can get involved locally um, if they're interested in, in having some real impact on, on the midterm elections this year? Sure, Absolutely. Um, well, so we really see ourselves as a service provider and supporter for uh, the, the local indivisible groups who are leading the charge all around the country um, and who are, you know, who are best placed to, to figure out how to plug in and how to be active and strategic in their communities. And so one of the top requests that we got from very early on was from folks who uh, wanted the tools and resources and information to, um, to impact elections and specifically access to things like the voter file, which um, is, uh, you know, the, the information that you need to contact voters effectively. Um, and is very uh, it's very expensive. It's held by a couple of companies. It's um, a pretty difficult thing for for local grassroots organizations to necessarily access. Um, and so one of the things that we have done is actually um, rolled out the availability to local indivisible groups to get in plugged into the voter file and to use that to do phone banking, canvassing, um, all of the all of the activities that they might be interested in doing, and to do it in a way where they're actually sort of keeping that data and using it to build up their own membership, um, not just for elections this year, but for canvassing and advocacy next year for other additional um, priorities, uh, and to do that at a, at a very localized level. Um, and, you know, and we think that's important because we think that there's sort of this fundamental thing about the, the way that um, we've thought about campaigns so far, where, you know, we're really, um, as a, as a, as a uh, political atmosphere, we put so much money into TV ads, we put so much money into, um, you know, getting exactly the right message to, to break through at just the right moment and putting so much money into, you know, building these massive campaign infrastructures. And the day after the election, the campaign goes away. And, you know, what you've got left is an email list. And uh, we think that if you're really investing in local leadership, if you're supporting people in their own communities who are actually building the networks and the relationships and the capacity to, uh, you know, continue to affect change for the long haul, then you're building independent local progressive power that can actually uh, make the difference, you know, not just in this election, but uh, in January, when we need to push the incoming administer or the incoming Congress uh, to hold this administration accountable and to advance a really uh, a bold progressive agenda, so that's part of what we're doing is we're we're giving local groups all around the country the tools that they can use to um, drive electoral impact. And uh, I would really encourage anybody who's listening who's who's excited about that, who's excited about having an impact. If, 
um, to figure out how to plug into a local indivisible group. You can find them on our map um, at indivisible.org. Uh, they are, uh, there is one in every congressional district in the country. Um, so there is, there's definitely somebody in your, in your area. And, and if there's not close enough, then we also really encourage you to start your own. I, I, this, this is so exciting, um, and so amazing. And, um, I don't know, I feel like this is the kind of, Sorry, I'm I'm losing my words because it's just so um, (laughs) powerful to me thinking about your ability to be willing to see and pivot. You know, you said, you know, we wrote this in a very cynical spot and it turns out, you know, people found it really hopeful. And I feel like that was such a critical pivot point for this organization to be able to become what it is and that has a representation in almost all congressional districts across the country. Like that requires, um, you know, you can't do that from a place of just fighting against something. You have to do it from a place of then mm-hmm. pivoting to fight for something. Um, and that's, you know, Absolutely. so critical and so exciting. Um, and, you know, we're just like, Obviously, we we love you guys, and we we love to share your um, what your work is um, you know can bring to people for those resources. So we know about indivisible.org, but tell us a little bit more about where people can find more information or follow you on social media, that kind of thing. Absolutely. So we are uh, on Facebook as Indivisible Guide, and we are on Twitter as Indivisible Team. Um, I personally am um, Leah Greenby uh, on Twitter. Um, so I, I tweet about, um, <laughs> I, I, I tweet mostly sarcastic things about all of the uh, ridiculous <laughs> stuff that Washington is doing right now. Um, I haven't quite adapted to being the executive director, uh, of an organization yes. and my tweeting. Uh, <laughs> um, I tweet a lot about the bachelor. So I feel like I'm there with you. <laughs> I, I'm like, I should probably pivot the topics that I'm tweeting about. <laughs> <laughs> That's Great. awesome. Yep. Well, Leah, yep. thank you so much uh, for joining us today on the podcast. Um, we, you know, of course, are continuing to look forward to all the work that you're doing with Indivisible. Your entire team um, have had a chance to meet a bunch of of the folks that you have working with you and um, just rock stars. Um, keep after it. And thanks again for joining thank us. You. Thank you. It's, it was such a pleasure to join you. This week's Pantsuit Nation podcast is brought to you by Sunbasket. Sunbasket delivers delicious meal kits right to your door, making healthy cooking easy and convenient for any busy lifestyle. Sunbasket has been rated number one in meal kits by leading publications, and it's no wonder why. They offer 18 weekly recipes for options with paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, lean and clean, vegan, and more. But what matters the most is that Sunbasket helps me eat healthier. It's as simple as that, and of course, it's also delicious. Um, This week, I had Italian sausages with stone fruit, mustarda, and sautéed greens. Uh, Stone fruit mustarda is delicious, by the way, and you should get Sunbasket so that you can make it for yourself. So go to sunbasket.com slash pantsuit today to learn more and get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash pantsuit for $35 off. sunbasket.com slash pantsuit. There's something for every healthy journey, every busy lifestyle, and you can get it on the table in about 30 minutes. 
So uh, again, thank you so much to Leah Greenberg of Indivisible for joining us. Uh, that conversation was recorded last week. Uh, we had a fantastic time talking to her as always. So inspired by the work that she is doing um, with the entire Indivisible uh, community. So thank you, Leah. Um, and just jumping straight from from that conversation, um, a lot of the things that we were talking about last week are just as important, if not more important this week. So uh, let's get straight into our call to action. Um, so this Saturday, June 30th, uh, coming up just a couple of days, there's a National Day of Action to protest the Trump administration's continued horrific treatment of immigrants to the United States. So the executive order, which was uh, issued last week, it might have ended family separation, uh, but it actually continues to create the opportunity for indefinitely detaining families, uh, basically creating family jails. And there's also no current plan to reunite families who have been separated. Uh, even more recently, there was um, a federal judge ruling that these families that have been separated need to be re reunited, but there's no kind of concrete plan. And so it's absolutely essential for us uh, as people who feel <laughs> sort of outraged about what's going on, who are heartbroken for these families that are being ripped apart to take action. And so that's what this Saturday is all about. So this Saturday, show up. You can go to familiesbelongtogether.org. There's over 650 locations uh, all around the country and, and some even internationally where you can show up in solidarity um, to be a presence uh, and then follow that up with direct action. As Leah mentioned uh, in our conversation with her, Indivisible is supporting uh, a week of action as the recess begins um, right around the same time. And so Congress people are going to be back in their home districts and it's really time to um, continue to keep the, the pressure up and these sort of of bits and pieces of progress are so important, but we can't lose sight of the larger kind of overarching, you know, xenophobic, basically blanket that this administration is trying mm -hmm. to throw over the entire country. And we need to throw that off vigorously. How's that for Absolutely. metaphor? <laughs> yes, it was good. That was a good one. Yeah. And remember that um, if you can't make it out to an event this weekend or get to your local district offices, you can always make sure that your support is known on social media with the hashtag families belong together um, and uh, hashtag no Muslim ban and the Muslim ban um, that those are also critical ways to make your views known if you are a person who um, can't necessarily be in person at these events. So um, thanks so much in advance for um, what you're willing to do to get out there and, and support um, these communities of people who are really under fire right now. And don't forget to come back to Pantsuit Nation um, to our Facebook community and share photos um, of being out in the streets this weekend. That's a really important part of we, what we do is, you know, individual events are powerful, but when you see kind of the huge scale of people gathering uh, in cities and towns and communities all over the country, um, that, that really does have an impact and inspires even more people to show out um, for these kinds of things. So share your photos, make sure you're sharing on social media, like you said, Court, um, and let's make this as, as big as possible. Absolutely. So let's move into a little bit of um, a bright spot. Actually, not a little, a really, really big bright yes. spot. Um, that is really, really exciting. Um, so in yesterday's primary elections in New York, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez um, defeated the 19-year incumbent Representative Joe Crowley in New York's Democratic primary. And it was a huge deal, a huge upset. Um, he hasn't been challenged in 14 years. Um, and if she's elected to Congress in November, she'll be the first woman of color to represent her Queens Bronx district in Congress, which is a 70% people of color district. Um, and she's really like super, super progressive. She's part of this young wave of challengers who are pushing the envelope and saying like what we have done in the past has not been enough. 
Um, so let's hear a little bit from Alexandria about why she ran for Congress and, and challenged the incumbent. I grew up seeing how one zip code really determines your destiny and how public schools were different, hospitals were different, our access, our environment, our air was different, and it all had to go back to the issue of income inequality. And so knowing that, I went to school, I studied policy, I worked for the late Senator Kennedy, eventually turned to activism, and here I am, running for Congress. So Alexandria is, um, I just, I think, so inspirational. She is, she posted in Pansy Nation a few months ago about her run, and we're so, so excited that um, she made it through to the next challenge, and I think that she's going to be a really critical voice moving forward um, past November. She's amazing. And uh, one of my sort of favorite parts about this whole story is that because her odds were so long um, in terms of, you know, her her age, her gender, her ethnicity, um, all of that, you know, running against this uh, incredibly powerful Democrat in her district, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people, I think, like all of us look around and say, well, well, that's, that's never going to happen, right? And so she, she did this in some ways just to show what it would take to run. And now that she's won, it's like, I think that she's just going to inspire so many more people to run for office because it's like, well, she won and, and maybe I couldn't, even if I didn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it's important to kind of put yourself out there. You never know what's going to happen. So um, I look forward to, you know, a whole new wave of young progressive democratic women and men um, who are going to run for office because of the example that Alexandria and, and some other incredible candidates um, are putting out there this year. So super inspiring. Absolutely. Um, I feel like it's worth mentioning also that she didn't take any PAC money um, she did this like all with small dollar donations. And that's another, I think, really critical example that she's setting is that like you can also do this with um, without necessarily being beholden to some of the traditional um, organizations that are pushing, um, you know, various politicians to act in certain ways. And that's really like the thing that's going to change the system. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just so, so excited and I can't wait to um, – well, honestly, I can't wait to get her on the podcast. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, invitation that's what I to want be to sent about. out shortly. So hopefully, we'll hear more. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more from her in the coming months. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I mean, a, a, one of those bright spots um, in a week when we're reminded just how how much our votes count, um, how mm-hmm. absolutely critical it is for us to stay engaged. Um, to let our current elected representatives know, you know, exactly where our values are. Um, and then and then having that amazing example to sort of lift our spirits <laughs> a little bit. But, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we will um, circle back next week with more information about what to do about the Supreme Court ruling with the Muslim ban. Um, and until then, you know, please uh, get out there on um, Saturday if you can and definitely support on social media if you can't be there. Um, and Thank you so much this week to our guest, Leah Greenberg at Indivisible, um, our sponsor, Sunbasket, and to our team at Cadence 13. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. It makes it easier for other people to find the podcast. Um, you can visit us at pantsuitnation.org. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at pantsuitnation or on our Medium publication, which is medium.com slash pantsuitnation. Again, uh, please do check in with us in our Facebook community. You can also send us a message 
message. If you just go into your messenger and type in Pantsuit Nation, you can click send a message and that will get you subscribed um, to our uh, messenger subscription service where we can send you calls to action, stories. Um, we're really excited to launch that this week as well. And uh, yes, yeah. we will be, I know, that's that's pretty exciting. Really excited about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, on uh, find us on Messenger and we will be back next week. Talk to you then. Remember, this democracy oh, yes. is your democracy. Always remember that uh, you need to stay engaged. Talk to you soon, Libby. Bye.